Welcome to the Lost Tapes of History podcast. You're about to eavesdrop on the first few minutes of a private conversation between one of England's monarchs and, frankly, someone just trying to do their job. The date is February 1307. Edward's foe, Robert the Bruce, has begun gathering men. Edward, in his late 60s, vows to head north to lead the army. His advisors are concerned and think Edward needs to get some life insurance. Oh, that reminds me. Come in. Ah, good morning, King Edward. Please do come in. Just just pop yourself there. Thank you for seeing me at such short notice. Not a problem. I apologise, there's not a lot of leg room. I'm used to it. It's why they call me Long Shacks. Indeed. Uh, my name's Andrea Carrot and I'm a broker here at Fairweather Insurance. Good morning to you. Good morning. I understand from our records that you've had several policies with us over the years. Yes, accident, travel and medical insurance mainly. That gives me a lot of useful information I can use to calculate your life insurance premiums moving forward. Does it? Yes. You know, of course, that the increased exposure to dangerous, life-threatening behaviour increases the chances of death, and so your premiums go up. Yes? Let's just check how much you're currently paying. Holy mackerel. Right, well, um, let's start at the beginning, shall we? Uh, Please. I can see here that your parents were worried about your health as a child. They took out medical insurance for you? Yes. I was ill in 1246, uh, 1247, and in 1251. Fit as a fiddle now, though. Hmm. Sounds it. And have a spouse added to your policy when you were... Fifteen. My first wife, Eleanor. That's very young. We were married for 36 years until her death. I'm sorry to hear that. When her body travelled back to Londres, I had stone crosses erected at the resting places along the route. The last one is at Charing in London. I hope she arrived back intact. There's insurance for that, you know. Corpse transportation. She was fine. Thank you. You took out accident insurance when you were 16. What was that for? I took part in my first jousting tournament. Come back in one piece? Joust about. (laughs) There's another accident policy here for 1272? Ah, yes. I stopped off in France for a tournament and it turned a little uh, violent. Hmm. It says here it was several thousand men. That's hardly little. Well, yes. It was so violent it was known as the Little War of Chalon. All right, it was very violent. God, I loved the jousting. They called me the best lance in all the world. Hmm. If that were the case, you wouldn't need insurance. Now, horsepower insurance. Am I right in saying you've had a few run-ins with horses over the years? No one trampled over me while I slept once. Broke two ribs. You didn't claim on your policy, I notice. 
Oh, it wasn't that bad. I'm pretty invincible. I'll be the judge of that, literally. If you say so. I have to say, this is a bit of a red flag where insurance is concerned. Horses are dangerous things, especially if you enjoy fast riding. Horses are no more dangerous than people. Hmm. You can't ride people claiming you're on a mission to find the fastest. <laughs> you should have seen those guards' faces. You exhausted all but one horse and then legged it. You're lucky you didn't get pulled over by the police. Horse. You'd have to catch me first. We might talk about multi-horse cover at some point. Talking of animals, there's a dangerous pet insurance policy here. Ah, yes. That was unfortunate. When I went to meet Alfonso III, I thought it might be rather fun to bring along a lion from my menagerie at Tower of London. A lion? Yes. Do I want to know how this ends? It escaped. There's a shocker. But it only killed a horse. Right. Do you make a habit of having dangerous animals as pets? I might as well take a look at what's covered under the policy while I'm here. Speaking of the tower, is your home insurance up to date? Have you built any more castles? Which ones are covered? Uh, Flint, Rudland, Conway, Carnarvon, Cricketh, Aberystwyth and Cardigan. That's fine. Since creating the Arrow Slit, they're pretty impenetrable. The what? The Arrow Slit. The narrow window. You can fire arrows out, but they can't fire in. Oh. Very clever. I can't help but notice they're all in Wales. You haven't insured any of your English castles. I have more problems with the Welsh. They don't seem to like me. I can't imagine why. Hmm. After what you did to Daffod Ap Grapho, I think I can. He got the punishment for treason. I concede it was a bit uh, excessive. Excessive? He was hanged and disemboweled. And if that wasn't sufficient, you quartered his body and sent bits of him all over the country. Only to places that needed a reminder of what their king could do when annoyed. Annoyed? I'd hate to think what you'd do if you were really angry. By God's bloods, that man was a sworn enemy. You sent his right arm, which, by the way, still had a ring on its finger, to York, and then you sent his left arm to Bristol. Correct. You sent his right leg to Northampton and his left leg to Hereford. If you'll say so. It's the couriers I feel sorry for. I think you are overreacting. You bound his head with iron so it wouldn't fall apart when it putrefied and stuck it on a pole in London. What's wrong with that? I think perhaps you are the one who overreacts. I created the title Prince of Wales for the King's eldest son. What more do the Welsh want? To stay in one piece? Which reminds me, we have a new product that I think might interest you. Assassination insurance. Oh. It's a little like critical illness and personal injury cover, but it's specifically for people that are worried about being assassinated. Kings, archbishops, paranoid celebrities, people like that. Stain me up. We'll need to list any pre-existing enemies that you think might want to assassinate you, otherwise it could void the policy later on. Hmm. Can I rely on your word that you'll list everyone that you consider an enemy? My word is my bond. That's not what I've heard. 
Okay, who's first? The prior of Dunstable Priory. Why would he want to have you killed? I threatened to burn one of his manners, Dad. Right, I'll pop him on. Who else? The John of Strathbogie's family. Why is that? He pleaded with me. Told me he was descended from King John and therefore my cousin. He was after leniency. Did he get it? No, I hung him from the gallows, 30 foot ire. And people think I'm a bad man. They say that in a fit of rage you frightened a man to death. Nonsense. He was on his last legs anyway. Who else? I don't think anyone else hates me. What about the Scots? William Wallace can't do much. His tarred head is still stuck on a pike on London Bridge. I think they're upset you took the Stone of Destiny and brought it to Westminster. It's propping up my coronation chair. I'm not moving it now. I mean, I could. I've still got it, still worked out. Do you want to feel my biceps? No. What about the Jewish population? Oh, well, yes, the Jews... uh... Or just put down the Welsh, the Scottish, the French, the Jews. That's it. Is there anybody left? Ricciardi of Luca, the Italian banking company. Add them. Why is that? I took all their assets in one go to fund a war. It started an international banking crisis and they went bankrupt. I'll add them to the policy. So, the Jews, the Welsh, the Scottish, the French, and the banking industry. The people of Berwick? Ah, no. You see, because I massacred the entire town, anyone left alive was expelled. There isn't anyone left to hate me. I'm still putting it in the policy. I could have done with this insurance on my 33rd birthday. Disgruntled bar owner? Left with an unpaid party bill? I was stabbed by an assassin in the Holy Land. I could have died. Why were you stabbed in the first place? Someone signed a ten-year peace agreement without my say-so. Doesn't sound very peaceful. Look, it's a long story, but suffice to say, I wasn't happy with the truce. The assassin was obviously pro-peace and decided to, well, assassinate me. If you don't mind me saying, you seem to indulge in a lot of dangerous behaviour. I took out travel insurance as well. I was fully covered. I have death in service insurance for several battles here. 1264? Ah, Lewis. uh, Cavalry charge. 1265? Evesham. Victory at last. And 1298? Falkirk. Bloody You know you can get insurance to cover event cancellations. What do you mean? Well, let's say a battle's been arranged. You've had to pay out for equipment, armour, weapons, etc. Then, horror of horrors, on the day of the battle... All the horses go and strike it. Exactly. And the battle has to be cancelled. If you've taken out insurance, you can claim back some of the costs. Sounds good. My army is a little... uh, untrustworthy. How so? They're ex-criminals. Hmm, not sure having violent, murderous... Oh, hang on, I can see what you've done there. Keeps the training costs down. You said there were many more evildoers in the land than ever there were. Innumerable robberies, arsons and homicides are committed and the peace is less well kept. 
What's your point? My point is that crime has increased under your rule, which, by the way, I'm adding to the policy. Uh, this is going to be expensive, uh, isn't it? Look, I'll be honest, King Edward. Your risk factors are high for life insurance. What do you mean? You travel abroad on crusades, you take part in battles and massacres and tournaments, you create enemies wherever you go, and you've actually increased crime levels. I never thought I'd say this, but I think while you're alive, you're uninsurable. Right. Do insure bones. Bones? Just an idea I'm playing with. What are you talking about? I thought perhaps after my death they could strip the flesh from my bones and carry them into future battles. To fight with? No, more of a good luck charm. Who's going to be the lucky person that's going to have to carry them about? It would be an honour. Not if someone's coming at you with a sword, it isn't. Well, they could leave them in a tent during the battle. But if your side lose, your bones will get thrown away. I could put a note inside the box explaining what they are. That doesn't mean they won't get thrown away. In fact, they might do insulting things with them first. All right, it's a bad idea. I get it. What about just my heart? Oh, for God's sake. Next time, it's Edward II and the audition. Next. The Lost Texts of History podcast is a Synth 79 production. If you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to get more episodes. To fact check what you've heard on this monarch, visit our website losttapesofhistory.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at Synth79P and use the hashtag Lost Tapes of History.